Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News presented by Track Barn. And today we have a very special guest joining us coming fresh off of a national championship uh, win. He's also a U-20 world record holder, the American collegiate record holder as well in the 800 meters, Brandon Miller of Texas A&M. Brandon, uh, thanks for joining us today, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, man, I really appreciate you. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Of course. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. And so uh, first, as a media person in track, I have made many bad takes in my life, and I'm going to make many more in the future. And so with you here, I always make sure if I have somebody that I made a bad take on to apologize while I have you here. And right. in the beginning of the year, didn't have you as a, a top athlete this year. Not going to lie. Didn't think you were going to do as great. And you have proved me to be extremely wrong. And I, I wanted to apologize while I have you here for doubting you uh, early on this season. Oh, uh, I was very wrong. And I'm, and I'm glad to say that. So first, wanted to make sure I let you know that before we get started. Hey, thank you, bro. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. No problem. No problem. And so Want to start with some uh, before we get into the fan questions. Have some uh, some other other things to get into. You're you're a big video game guy. I even saw on your story before this, you're playing a little uh, Super Smash Bros. Yeah, what's the go-to video game? What what's the thing right now that you're you're playing the most right uh, nowadays? Uh, right now, since uh, I'm not gonna lie, since Fortnite, you know, took the building out. I'm just on there with my friends all the time. So right now, the go-to video game right now would be Fortnite. I'm right there with you. The second that they yep. took the building, I'm like, yo, it's bringing me back to the old school days when I, I could know. play it all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm right there. Oh my you. goodness. It's exposing some people. I will say that. Some people, some people, you know, <laughs> it's exposing some people. Exactly. Some people thought they were, you know, they were all that. And it's like, I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't know. Learn, learn, learn the new skill. Uh, also, you said you're just getting into cars nowadays. Um, yep. what's, what's some stuff, uh, maybe some cars you're like, you know, you're, you're the biggest fan of uh, now? Well, I started getting into cars just because I just got a, a, a Mustang, right? So there I got the go. base model EcoBoost. It's nothing special, but um, I have a friend on the team named Connor who's really big into cars, and he has a Camaro. And, um, you know, just like talking to him kind of grew my love for cars, so the, I would say my dream car right now, the car that I got my eye on is probably the Shelby GT500 Mustang. It's the top of the top, uh, over 700 horsepower, man. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful looking, beautiful looking car. So you're a Mustang guy then. That's yes, sir. Yes, sir. There we go. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. And uh, so now I got I got two questions for you. I guess you can say I'm going to put you on the defensive here. You got to defend two of these things because I, uh, I saw this. Well, one was on in your one of your YouTube videos. You're a YouTuber and you said something that I was like, this is wild and I need you to defend this. So this was on you broke the world record, uh, right? The, the vlog for the U20 world record for the 600. You were getting right. breakfast at uh, Starbucks and your yeah. order was two double smoked bacons. <laughs> with no bacon why are you getting a bacon egg and cheese sandwich and then taking the bacon off just get something else man what what's, you gotta, you gotta oh defend that. that's crazy i'm actually pescatarian i'm actually pescatarian so okay. i don't i don't eat you know bacon or meat 
other than fish. So um, I don't know. I just really love the sandwich. And, you know, when I take it off, I think it's really the, uh, I think it comes in like this little croissant, croissant type thing. So I really love, you know, maybe like the texture of it rather than the other sandwiches that come. But that's, that's a funny question. I've never had that one before. But maybe just the texture of the meat, or not the meat, the uh, the eggs, um, the cheese, and the, the bread just goes so well together. All right, good. Because I was when I heard that, I was like, man, what's this dude doing? That's it's in the name. It's in the name. What are you doing? Okay, no, for real. makes sense. That's hilarious. Makes sense. And then one one other thing. Uh, this is from one of your tweets. This is from August seventh, twenty twenty one. So you said, I'm saying this from a non biased standpoint. A four by eight in the Olympics would be dope. Now yeah. you get a lot of people anti four by eight or pro right. DMR. I need you gotta stand on that soapbox. We'll give you 30 seconds. Defend why the four by eight in, in the Olympics needs to be there. Because I feel like, you know, with the four by four, you got, you know, you can bring in 400 hurdlers, you can bring 800 runners down, and you can bring, you know, 200 runners up, right? I just think uh, a four by eight would give, you know, the 1500 meter runners a chance to come down, some 400 hurdlers a chance to come up. And I just think like the competition, you know, between the US, uh, you know, you got the Great Britain in there. Of course you have Kenya and these, are, you know, all these other countries. I just feel like that would be a very, very good uh, race to watch and a very good race to be a part of as well. Got you. Well, if you had to replace one event that's currently in the Olympics with the four by eight, so you have to take one out. Mixed relay. Mixed relay. Mixed relay. Especially because now they're going to tell you the order in which you should, you know, it, it's taking all the fun out of it. So I would say the mixed relay. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm with you there. Hey, I like to change it up, see the four by eight, maybe do it like every flip it around. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But all right, I'm with you there. All right, let's try it. Or at least have it in the world championships, you know, mm -hmm. so. I'm a big four by eight person, but maybe that's just because I run the eight hundred. So. Yeah, say hey, I'm unbiased. Man, does the eight hundred? All right, we'll we'll see about that unbiasedness. Uh, right. So now we got a few fan questions. Uh, we'll start off with one that it's not necessarily a fan question, but when you see this name, ask something. You got to say it. This comes from Fred Curley. Uh, he just okay. says USA champ. You uh, what? What? Do, let's hey. let's hear what you got to say to that. Uh, Pretty, pretty self-explanatory, obviously. Hey, uh, you know, that that's that's the goal. You know, I want to be the uh, champion in trials. That's something I'm shooting for. And I, I even told him because he was in Arizona when we was uh, there last week for spring break. And uh, he was just he was just uh, he asked me, he was like, what can I expect of you? out? Uh, what can I expect out of you during outdoors? And I said, USA champ. So, hey, that's that's the goal. That's what I want to be. There we go. Could could you explain how that uh that that conversation's going with Fred? Because he's a for for many people outside that may not know him. Like you just watch him run, just stone cold man of few <laughs> words. He runs and then he he tweets forty two and then he runs it and then and then he runs the hundred. Yeah. He's just a he's a man of mystery in track and field. Could you kind of take a peek behind the curtain for all those people that you know might not have even had a conversation uh, with him before? Fred is actually hilarious. Uh, and it's, it's kind of funny because we're kind of like the same guy. We're just so driven and so competitive. Uh, but he's just so hilarious. And, and uh, just talking to him really inspires you because he expects the best out of himself. So in turn, you expect the best out of yourself as well. There you go. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, he has 
confident goals. And you can hear that very well in, in a lot of your interviews and a lot of things you're talking about, like, hey, want to be USA champ. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that later on, uh, but very, very awesome for sure. Uh, next question we have, this is from Colin Kelly. He says, what was the hardest race that you have been in and why? The hardest race I've been in. Ooh, that's, I would say when I broke 150 for the first time. Hey, we're going all the way back to high school. Uh, but just breaking through any type of barrier, whether it be 210, two minutes, 150, 145, it's just, it, it hurts. You know what I mean? So breaking 150 for the first time definitely hurt a lot. But uh, I was just blessed to receive the result that I did. And uh, it was, I was super happy. I was super stoked. Yeah, I, as a, I was a pole vaulter in, in college and I, I did a four by four every, you know, every once in a while, you know, the coach always uh -huh. told you got to do that. I still can't comprehend how people run sub two minutes, to be honest. I don't <laughs> even get that. It's like six, I'm like 60 seconds around the track. I do 60 seconds once and I'm already huffing and puffing. <laughs> I'm like, you got, you do this again and then 15 seconds faster? No. Oh, don't get it. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, next one for you. This is coming from Drew. Uh, he says, what are some mental tips that you may have for someone running the 800? Some mental tips. That's a great question. Um, I, I think the best thing I can say for somebody uh, running the 800, and I know it may sound kind of cliche, but fall in love with the pain. You know what I mean? Uh, one thing that I learned is whether I run 149 in a race, 144 in a race, it's all going to hurt. It's all going to hurt. So why not put yourself out there? You know what I mean? Take a chance, put yourself out there and don't be afraid to fail. That's the hardest thing to like, like figure out when you're running, when you're young and running, it's like, if yeah. you're doing the 400, you're like, yo, I'll just take this easy. Be like, you will yeah. take it easy and you're still going to be hurting. So why not just run <laughs> yeah. fast and do it? <laughs> no, exactly. It, it, it's going to feel a whole lot better after the race. Uh, you give it your all rather than, you know, leave something out there, uh, leave something out there on the track. Exactly, exactly. And then uh, last fan question we got here, this comes from Gabe. Uh, he okay. says, what would be your dream four by four of your favorite runners? And so we'll say, we're gonna take out your training group because obviously you don't wanna have any bias. So who would okay. outside of you know who you're with, this could be pros, it could be all time runners. You know, who would be like, yeah, I would love to be on a relay with this group. Oh, me included or me? Yeah, not? you're you're included. Yeah, so you and three other people. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, first name that comes to mind is definitely Michael Norman. I feel like I feel like he's gonna be one of the greats. Um, Wave the knee, Kirk. I'm interested in seeing what David Rudishi would do on a four by four as well. So I guess those three would, uh, in myself, I feel like we would put down a pretty good relay time. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely want to see that uh, coming out. We'll get Radisha out of uh, out of retirement here. Right. <laughs> cool. So now, uh, want to flash back to where track started for you? So you you've been you've been running track for a while now. Uh, you know, pretty much your entire life. Could could you kind of take us into you know what what got started for you with uh, with running track? Yeah, yeah. So I think my you know story about getting into track kind of reflects a lot of other people's story about how they got into their own sport. Uh, my parents introduced me to my sport. Uh, my mom just put me out there just because me and my brother were tearing up the house. And over time, over time, it kind of grew on me. And then come middle school, uh, 
I started to experience more and more and more success. And it's kind of something I just fell in love with along the way. So as I said before, my mom just put us out there. Uh, my dad just put us out there just because we was tearing up the house. Yeah. What was it like growing up in a, in a very athletic household? I mean, your, your brother, he's what, a, a Iowa State uh, football guy. And, yeah. you know, I think dad at Mizzou for, for football as well. I mean, yourself, yeah. Texas. I mean, like, there's a lot of athleticism in that house. And it, it sounds like probably a lot of competitiveness as well. Like, what was that oh, like yeah. growing up, you know, as a, as a little kid, you know, having all of those, you know, one percenters like in your, in your, in your, your family right there? Right. Yeah. Uh, it was great. You know, just it, it, when it came to make when it came to making like big decisions about my sport, I was just blessed to have my mom and my dad there because I already went through it. You know what I mean? Um, now, I will say my parents never forced me to you know, keep doing a sport. Uh, they did a great job of keeping me as a kid. And um, but it was very competitive. You know, we would always play the game. Me, my dad and my brother would always play the video game and talk trash while we was doing it. But uh, I think it was it was, as I said before, just great just because when it came to, you know, making a decision about college and, and things like that, my parents already went through the process themselves so they could in turn help me make the best decision for myself. Yeah. And like you said, like helping you stay a kid, which that can be really hard, especially when you've got, you know, the cameras in your face at a young age. I mean, you had a, 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 a pro the prodigy thing going mm -hmm. along when you were when you were in high school, you, you know, you got everybody yeah. you're breaking club records and, you know, people yeah. people talking your name all throughout the sport at a, at a young age. I mean, we were we had early on uh, Tia Jones, who was, you know, going through a lot of similar things in the hurdles uh, mm -hmm. that that you're going through. And so I was wondering how how did your, your family and yourself navigate being in the limelight for our, for our sport at, at such a young age? Oh, uh, well, my parents always instill in me this phrase that I, you know, keep going by now is stay humble, stay hungry and stay focused. You know what I mean? Um, I realized that even though I had reached the, you know, the limelight as a, as a kid, I hadn't made it yet. You know what I mean? A lot of people, uh have goals and aspirations minds to be one of the greatest ever if not the greatest ever and a lot of things a lot of you know successes can actually distract you from your goal so my parents made sure i always stay humble i always stay hungry and i always stay focused because god can give us something but he can also take it away you know what i mean and i guess we can get more into that you know later in the podcast because i have a story about that but uh um they just did a great job of keeping me rooted and keeping me um hungry to go achieve the next thing that I wanted to go in uh, to achieve. Yeah, I mean, shoot, you're, you're creating these transitions for me. I don't even have to say it. You were saying how <laughs> God can just take it away just as easily as he gives it to you. And so, like like you mentioned, you're were, you were going up really, really well throughout, you know, youth and then the club scene and high school. And then your junior year, I think, was right. one of your first setbacks. Uh, right. Physically, and I'm sure there's probably some mental things going on for you as well. Could you kind of touch on what happened your junior year and, and how that might have affected you physically or, or mentally or anything like that? Right, right. So I like to call my junior, my senior year, the waiting, the waiting room portion of my career. So uh, my junior year comes, I'm around 149 as a freshman, 149 as a sophomore. And my junior year comes and I'm stoked. I'm ready to go. And um, I want to make the U20 world team that year. Uh, I remember talking to all my friends about it. And I run in this dual meet. It's like a, a dual meet or, you know, a tri meet or something like that in high school. And I run a 400 and I come back 20, later, uh, 20 minutes later and try to do the 200. 
And 50 meters into the 200, I popped my hamstring. So I tore my hamstring pretty bad. It was off the bone. So I ended up missing my whole junior season, right? So I was out for like three and a half, four months, just going to physical therapy every single day, right? Just really grinding it out. And and in my uh, coming back, my senior season, I'm like, okay, this is my comeback year. I'm coming off from being hurt. I'm ready. Boom, COVID happens, right? So in those two in those two seasons, um, a lot of growth happened. You know what I mean? So not only as a runner, but as a man. So as I said before, as we both know, I was blessed to experience a lot of success as a kid. And when you experience that type of success, a sense of pride can set in, right? A sense of pride. Um, a sense of, you know, just, just, oh, it's my dog right here. <laughs> you had another dog appearance. Gotta love it. Yeah, uh, gotta love it. But a sense of pride sets in. And um, I like to call those two years the waiting room pe- period in my career, just because I believe that God was shaping me into the man that could receive the blessings that he was trying to give me, if you get what I mean. So um, had to, you know, refocus, stay humble. And it, kind of put everything into perspective. As I said before, God can give it, but God can also take it away. You know what I mean? You could be on top of the world one day and complete bottom the next. And that's something I had to experience and something that I had to go through, but it's something I'm very thankful that I did go through just because I'm a better individual, not just on the track, but off the track as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that when I've, I've gone through, whether it be physical injuries or just, you know, things just not going your way in life, whatever that might yeah. be thinking of it, like no great story doesn't have any adversity in it. Every story. Oh, and so when, when things are going really well, you got to prepare like, okay, this is going great, but am I ready for if things switch? Because right. things can switch at any, any moment, like you said, God gives yeah. and takes away. So it's like, uh. but, how are you feeling? Like, obviously you're physically, you're, you're injured, but I'm sure, like you mentioned, you go from, you know, the, the top of the top to those let's run threads can be really brutal <laughs> as a, especially, you know, as you're, you know, one of those child prodigies, like, what was it like mentally seeing, you know, the same people that were praising you one week are the same people that are like, you know, this guy's a bust the next week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it can definitely put everything in a perspective of, the real ones you know what I mean like you you take note of who was there when you didn't have anything you know what I mean so um you know just seeing those threads it did it did take a toll on my confidence you know I wouldn't be I can't sit up here and lie to you and I'm just gonna be very vulnerable about everything just because I feel like I owe it to you guys uh but it it, it definitely took a toll on my confidence you know you see those threads at 13 14 15 years old and you see positive things but the mind tends to focus on the negative things as well you know what I mean so um it was just a matter of me having to step back and kind of just stop looking at all that stuff and go on a mission to be like okay I'm gonna go prove myself right because I'm not capable of everything that I say that I can do mm-hmm. oh, I know exactly what you're talking about I can get a uh, hundred comments saying that was a great episode that was yeah. a great post that was a great then one person says, I don't know, yes, that was kind of trash. And it's like, just focusing on that one person. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, that's just how it works. But, you know, it's all good. You know, just got to remind yourself that at the end of the day, it's you're, you're doing it for God. You know, you have an audience of one. So, And so, like, going through and having an injury, your junior year and then senior year, you know, COVID happening, like, 
those are two very pivotal years for recruiting in, in college. Right. And so if I'm you, I'm like, Oh man, I'm nervous. Like I didn't get to prove myself here. Like my numbers are from before I got an injury. Our coach is going to think I'm, you know, what's going on. Like, like what was that recruiting process like for you till you got to where you are to, today with, with Texas A&M? Right. Contrary to belief, my recruit process actually went pretty well. Um, I was blessed to, you know, talk to a lot of schools and, you know, have a lot of schools come visit me and my parents and my brother and my sister um, trying to get me to their school. But uh, Texas A&M stood out, man. They did. You know, Coach Maller came and sat in my my living room. I talked to Coach Henry and I remember going on my official visit and, and seeing all the trophies in Coach Henry's office. And I was like, man they expect excellence here. And, you know, that's some, something I want to surround myself with. So uh, Texas A&M, you know, really spoke to me. And um, it was something that I, you know, I really, I wanted to be a part of. You know, you see the guys like Donovan Brady, you see the Devin Dixons, the Carlton Oranges, the Hector Hernandez. And it's just, you know, you want to be a part of the legacy and you see excellence. And it's like, okay, I want to, I want to be there. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And so I remember very vividly my first like practices with when I was going to, to college and I'm like, yeah. all right, the, the word, that was a great workout. Like, no, that was just the, that was just the warm up. Like, so <laughs> did, did you ever have a welcome to college type moment, whether it was in a workout or, or in a meet or anything like that, where you're like, oh yeah, this ain't, this ain't high school anymore. This, this is the real deal. Oh yes. I think everybody has one of those moments. I had, we had a workout pretty early in the year it was six six hundreds and we had two minutes rest in between and some of the guys were feeling really good that day and I wasn't and it was one of those things where I kind of just got my butt kicked and I remember throwing up all over the new track at uh at sex A&M and uh that that was definitely my welcome to college moment I was like okay yeah this is real this is for real yeah because it's like oh yeah so I'm not leading the pack with these workouts about three meters now like there, there's people you know right there with me oh 100 percent. yeah and so I'm, I'm also interested so you've you were this previous year teammate friend uh you know a thing mo wins the bowerman and you were there also be able to to, to support mm-hmm. and, and go on I'm, I'm interested like could you tell us about what that was like um you know being able to see close friend of yours like okay you just won you know, the Heisman of our sport. Right. And how was that? How did that fuel your fire to be like, I want to be in that position next year? Oh, man, it, it fueled my fire a lot. You know, uh, a thing inspires me in ways that she cannot understand. You know what I mean? You go out and she inspires all of us. You know, you go out and you see the work that she puts in every day and then the things that she achieves as well. So just being able to go to the barman and experience it for myself, it made me want to experience it for myself if you get what I mean you know it was for her but I was like I want that next year you know what I mean so um coming back in town it was like okay let's get to work because I really want to be in the same exact position that she was a year previous uh a year before yeah and it's like man that's hard (laughs) it's like you got to be one of one like there's so many great athletes especially in the NCAA and it's like okay, I, if I want that to be me, like, I can't, you know, we can't have missteps. We need to be, you know, on our game each workout. Like, what what were there, was there anything that you changed, whether it be, you know, on the track stuff or off the track stuff to be like, okay, I, I want to be great. I want to get everything out of this season, you know, as, right. as possible. I, I think um, 
there's a lot you have to sacrifice if you want to be, you know, great. You know what I mean? So especially in college. So, you know, it's a big jump from high school to college. I feel like people don't quite understand how different it is going from high school to college, right? In high school, you can do pretty much do anything you want and still win the race. Um, but in college, it's a whole new ball game. Everybody's talented. So therefore, if you want to set yourself apart, you're going to have to make uh, necessary sacrifices where there'd be like, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to go out with my friends this week. I got to, you know, stay in and get my sleep or a big, a uh, big thing. I think is your diet, what you put in your body. You know what I mean? So, um, my diet, you know, was really, really on point. And, um, it, again, I just had to make sacrifices whether that not have been like, all right, I'm not going to go out with my friends this week, uh, just because I'm locked in. I don't want to, you know, mess anything up or anything like that. So, uh, just sacrifices in all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are, it's like, if, if you want to get what you want, you have to, you know, do the necessary things. Like you can't just, you know, go out and do it. You know, do you want, do you want the short-term goal, the short-term games and the long-term games? Like yeah. to get those long-term goals, like you're going to have to sacrifice some of those short-term things. Like pizza's yeah, good. Yeah. I know it. Everybody yeah. loves, like, you're going to have to maybe cut out a few slices if you want to win a national championship or something, you know? 100, 100%, my man. Just one thing that I learned going through, you know, this whole process and, you know, throughout my career is, is, is greatness. It's not this, it's, it's not this esoteric thing that only some of us can achieve. Everybody's capable of greatness. You know what I mean? So I think it's little steps every single day and a lot of people ask me about well Brandon how does your motivation stay and I honestly think that motivation is overrated you know what I mean motivation is gonna you know get you going and then it's gonna run out I believe the most important thing is discipline you know what I mean if you want to be great all the greats have discipline it's doing the things that you want to do even when you don't want to do it even the greats have those days even I have those days where I just I don't want to do this but I know I have to do it in order to achieve the things that I want to achieve so Greatness is really just getting after it every single day, creating these small victories and building that confidence. So when you get in front of the big lights, the limelights and things like that, you're ready to go. Oh, you couldn't have said it better, man. Cause it's like, you'll get the, you'll get the, you'll watch, like you can watch the the YouTube videos of the, like, how bad do you want it? Like you got to, yeah. if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, like that's great for 15 minutes and 35 yeah. seconds. <laughs> For real, fantastic! Bro. You're you're on cloud now. You'll you want to be president Great. of the United no. States after that, <laughs> and, then, and then half an hour later, you're back to doing the exact same thing. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. So it's exactly. like you got to have discipline on. Okay, like if, if these are my goals, this is what I want to do, and this is what I want to achieve. Like there's certain things that you have to do, and certain things that you can't do if you want to exactly. reach those goals. And so it's a, it's a long term thing. So it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Even if your goal exactly. is a sprint. Exactly. 100%. You couldn't have said it better. There you go. And so now I want to go back. We, we talked about it a little bit with your, with your double bacon, no bacon, but that, that day you were going into the, uh, to, you get, you eventually world, a U20 world record in the 600 meter. Can you tell us what that was like? Break down that like, oh man, like I'm one of the best to ever do this thing under, under 20. So could you, could you yeah. break that, that race down for us? Uh, yeah, that was insane. Uh, I was actually going for 114. So, uh, you know, I get out. I feel like I hit my split 12 and I finish. And I dip at the line and I'm just like, oh, I didn't get 114. And then as I'm walking off the track, my coach is like, that's a U20 record. I'm like, wait, really? 
He goes, yeah, yeah, it is. Congrats. I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> that is insane. So, you know, I was just very grateful and I'm very blessed to be able to achieve something like that. And uh, it, 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 it really goes into like the things like you strive for excellence. If you strive for perfection, you're going to fall on excellence. You know what I mean? So uh, it, just to be able to experience something like that, have my name in the record books for a little bit. Uh, it's just something I'm very proud of. Some, uh, I'm just very blessed. Yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, I was, I didn't even notice. It's like, hey, you're running, you were upset. In London. Yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's funny. And so, um, so looking just recently, obviously you got your, your national championship, but before we talk about that, that race that you ended up winning, I was in, I'm interested in how your previous year kind of impacted that. So that time last year, you know, you, you didn't, didn't qualify for it then. Right in outdoors you got second place and then right. I'm, I'm interested in how did those two performances impact how you performed at nationals this year to make sure you know that wouldn't happen again right so I remember sitting after all the scratches happened from the 800 I remember I was sitting number uh sitting number 17 in the nation as we know top 16 go and I remember sitting in the stands at nationals because I was there for the four by four uh, alternate as well. I didn't even get to run a nationals last year. I was like, this is never happening again. You know, that feeling I was feeling was just a feeling of just pain and disgust. I was like, this will never happen again. And uh, it was necessary. You know, I go into outdoor season and I go to um, the dual meet between us and Texas. And uh, we, it's me and Devin Dixon and Kate Norris, and we race these Texas runners. And they get one to me and Devin Dixon get third and fourth. And it was probably one of the most sloppiest races I've ever ran. I think we ended up running 150. Um, and it was Devin's uh, outdoor debut. So I'm like, okay, he's going to take us through at 50 point like he always does. And it kind of, I kind of put myself into a box. I didn't even give myself a chance to go out there and do what I wanted to do. Um, because I was relying on Devin to do the work for me. So after the race, you know, we upset. And then coach Pat Henry comes up to me and he goes, you could be the best half mile that we have, but you're afraid to, you can't be afraid to fail. And ever since then, it was just like, it clicked. You know what I mean? I go out next week, one uh, run 148, next week run 147, SEC's going 146, 145, uh, 145 at uh, West regionals and then nationals comes and I hit 144. Uh, I was I was very grateful to hit the time, but as a competitor, we always want to win. You know what I mean? So uh, big upside, say, you went on that race last year, man. He ran a, a, a crazy race, uh, but it was bittersweet. You know what I mean? And it, and it made me hungry. And going into trials, I think trials was the really, like, the defining point. I think it's going to be the defining point of my career, in, in all honesty, because – I get through prelims and then semis comes and I'm going to uh, heat with Donovan Brazier and Clayton Murphy. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I ended up getting knocked out. But it, it came to a point where it's like, I'm, even though I got knocked out and I'm upset, I know I can run with these guys. So it was just a mindset switch from there to like, I'm going to, I'm coming for it all this, this upcoming year and this is my year. You know what I mean? I'm the one. And it, it just, that mindset change really affects the way I run now. You know what I mean? So I think that the big defining moment of last year was definitely trials. You know, that 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 failure at trials really catapult catapulted me into the season I'm having this year. 
Yeah, I mean, what did what did J. Cole say? Like, your idols become your rivals? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it, going to I'm watching a- them watching them on TV in 2016 to I'm lining up with you now. Oh, it's like, goodness. what? Do I, do I belong here? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Got to be crazy feeling. Uh, and then, so, yeah, take that into – how that helped you, you know, this year, like, could you break us down this national championship race for you? Obviously really, really, really close uh, between you, uh, Texas, uh, Texas tech as well. Like break that down. You, you ended up winning and, and how that felt to, to, to say, yeah, I'm, I'm a national champion here. It felt amazing. It felt amazing. You know, my, my biggest thing to go going into that race, was win, you know what I mean? I don't care what the time is. I just want to win. So when we got on 52, I was like, okay, this is more of a tactical type of race. So I just put myself in position at third 200 to be able to come home at fourth 200. And when I crossed the line, I kind of threw my arms up like, I did it. I did it. You know what I mean? Um, So I was very happy, very happy with the performance and all um, things like that. But and then it wasn't too too long lived because I had to come back and do the four by four. But uh, <laughs> but then we ended up winning that. So uh, it was just you know I was blessed to have two national championships. Um, but yeah, you know those guys were great competitors. You know Jonathan Jones just started out with the eight hundred, and then Moad he's gifted as well. So just to be able to you know uh, come in first in that type of race was a blessing to me. Yeah, it was uh, definitely exciting to to watch for sure. And like, man, to yeah, to be like, oh, yeah, I just won. Be like, man, I got to get ready for this dang four by four. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> for sure. And then so now looking forward to you, you mentioned several times, like, hey, I'm, I'm, my goal want to be a US, USA champion. So uh, for that, like you mentioned, there's a lot of big names that are going to be competing in for, in us for, for the championship. And a lot of names that, you know, th- like, like you mentioned, Clayton Murphy, he was running back, you know, when, what were you in middle school or, or high school? Then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Been, been, been a pro for a long time. Like what's the, I don't know, any nerves, what's the feeling, you know, going into being like, no, I'm, I'm going to be the best here in the u.s and then hopefully you know the best that the world has to offer then in, in 2022 at the at the world championship yeah i think i think you know i was reading this book um and it and it, it kind of you know i was reading and i came across a quote that i kind of live by now when it comes to big performances that i have to put out it's don't rob god of any of the glory that he deserves so my my biggest thing is like when i'm going out there against those guys yeah they, they're great but you know my God is greater. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's a matter of putting everything into perspective. You know what I mean? They belong, but I belong. I feel like I'm the one, you know what I mean? You know, I feel like to be successful, you have to have that type of mindset because if you don't, people are going to run right all over you. They're going to run all over you. You know what I mean? So um, I, I feel like I'm that young boxer coming up through the ranks. You know, I'm only 20. I just turned 20 like a month ago. So uh but I'm ready. I'm ready to come for it all, man. And I'm I'm done waiting my turn. I'm done. I'm done with that narrative of you know wait your turn. Nah, I'm coming for it all. Yeah, it's like no, my my turn is now. Like I, I yeah, I paid my dues. <laughs> I've done my stuff. Like yeah. this is this is what it's gonna be. And it's like uh, and it it's something to say when 
not only are you running for yourself and running for your family and your friends, but you got a greater purpose than that as well. Like yeah. saying, it's like, look, like this isn't just, this isn't me doing this. Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing what I was, I was, I was, I was gifted to do what I'm allowed to do. And it's so that. it's like, it's, it's greater than, than greater than me. It's, you know, it's, it's so much more, which is, I think a huge impact and, and helpful for the training and then the actual race, you know, itself. Yeah, man, as you said it, you know, I feel like, you know, I kind of view myself as an underdog, you know, you know, last year and even, you know, in some aspects this year, but, you know, you can't stay an underdog forever, you know what I mean, an underdog, at some point you got to get tired of being overlooked and undervalued, you know what I mean, and when you get tired, that's just the point, that's where you, that's where you, that's where you turn it on, that's where you, you know, come strong, so, um, I'm rising to the ranks, and as I said before, I'm coming for number one. Let's go. That's the confidence you need. You can definitely hear that red curly type of stuff because you <laughs> said the same thing. So, um, and then last question for you. We, we mentioned it before with, uh, you know, a, a thing, Mo, like you've said, she's inspired you a lot, um, you know, more than, you know, she probably even knows. Like, could you kind of share with us how seeing what she's doing at the professional level and, you know, what, at the Olympic level? I mean, I, I remember the tweet of you said 155 that's it. <laughs> and so like, yeah. obviously like having, she's doing some incredible things, just say what, it, what it's like having those people that are so talented and hardworking around you to being a good support system. So it's, it's, you know, it's clearly, it's not just you there. There's so many people that are around trying to achieve the same goals, like what it's like having that support system with you. Right. I think, I think it's all in, you know, um, who you surround yourself with. I think, uh, I always try to surround myself with people who are doing what I want to do or more, you know what I mean? So I don't think people really understand, you know, what things all smiles, but that girl's a dog. You know what I mean? That girl, that girl's a dog and she's about her business. So um, I, I kind of knew that she was in position, you know, make the Olympic team and even win the Olympics. But when it actually happened, when it actually was happening, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing because she worked for everything and she deserves everything that came to her and everything that's coming to her, she, you know, she's going to deserve that as well. So just seeing the type of work that she put in and the type of attitude she has towards training and just, you know, training off the track as well, you know, how well she takes care of her body and things like that. It's just, you know, things I, you know, picked up on and, and things I implemented to my game as well. So just seeing her do all of these things is, is just amazing because she's an amazing track runner, but she's more importantly, she's a, amazing individual as well yeah she's from jersey you can't be soft and like that from jersey. <laughs> they, nah. that's not how it works it's not how it works <laughs> but uh brandon thank you so much for taking the time here today really appreciate you you know sitting sharing your story with us and all the fans where can people go if they wanted to learn more about you on on social media or, or anything like that uh, yeah, yeah. So my Instagram is the Miller Track Star. You know, that was my first ever Instagram name. I've never changed it. Uh, my Twitter's B Mills Track Star, B M I L L S Track Star. And then I have a YouTube. You know, I'm kind of lacking on the videos right now, but you know, we're working. We're working on it. So just type in Brandon Miller to YouTube, and uh, I should pop up. But again, man, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. For sure, it's been an awesome conversation. Super glad to to have you and. Thank you, Brandon, and thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. If you want more content, go follow us over on Instagram. We post daily over there. You can get a whole bunch of new highlights, clips, a whole bunch of stuff over there. Um, that's going to be it for us. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.